about uh, financial increase and the harvest coming in in 2004. And, uh, you know, uh, Brother Copeland and the ministers and prophets of God have been speaking about that this is the year uh, that we've all dreamed of and hoped for and wished for in the past. And, and the Bible tells us to believe the prophets and that we'd prosper. And so we believe, don't we? And uh, so God's been stirring me up, and I've had some prophecies that I wanted to give out. We'll let the ushers pass those out at this time. I've got four different sheets, so make sure you get four sheets. Two of them are prophecies from Brother Copeland. Uh, I think James has them. Hallelujah. Um, and two, two of them are prophecies from Brother Copeland. I would ask that you don't read them yet because we're going to do that together. Uh, or at least we may not read all of them, but we're going to read a couple of them for sure. All four sheets, yeah. And we're going to read a couple of them together. And so they'll get you one, but that's something you can take home. I, I wanted you to have them in your possession. I didn't know how many of you got Brother Copeland's magazine. Some of them were in that. One of them is a prophecy from Leroy Thompson that he did on Believer's Voice of Victory. I actually transcribed it, took off of, I had it recorded on TiVo so I could transcribe the prophecy and... Um, uh, and write it down for you because it was so powerful. The anointing of God came in on him during those broadcasts and he prophesied. And then one of them is a letter that we received this past week uh, from Keith Moore with some instructions on it. And so if you would just wait on all of us to get there together. And uh, let me, let's turn to Mark chapter 14, verse 13. Hallelujah. Mark 14. And uh, um, I don't have but about four scriptures written down tonight, and I don't even know how the, what the Holy Spirit will lead us to. But I just knew he wanted to talk to us about finances, getting in a, 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 a believing, a believing uh, mode, and getting in an expecting, an expecting mode. You know, um, uh, uh, Mark, I mean, yeah, Mark, chapter 16, it, just a couple of chapters over. Are y'all all with me? Okay. Everybody quit reading them. Everybody look up here and listen, okay? Okay, because it's not time to read them yet. Hallelujah. You're going to mess it up if you read them. So come on. Hallelujah. Okay, Mark, in Mark chapter 16, I'm going to help you here, and you're going to be able to get more out of it. In Mark chapter 16, you know, it says, uh, it talks about, uh, these signs shall follow those that believe. Hallelujah. Well, if you really look in the Greek and, you know, have you ever noticed that a lot of people don't have those signs following them? A lot of Christians don't have the signs that it lists in Mark chapter 16 following them. But that, what it really means there is those that, uh, uh, those that constantly or continually believe. Those that are constantly believing. These signs will follow those that are constantly believing. In other words, those people that are constantly believing for those signs to follow them. In other words, people that are expecting those signs to follow them. They're expecting, they're expecting to be able to go out and lay hands on the sick. They're expecting, to, they're expecting to cast out devils. They're expecting those things. They're constantly believing in those things. And so... Um, we have to have an expectancy about this year. We have to have, if we are, if we're not expecting it, it's not going to happen in our life. 
If we're not continually believing this and constantly believing these things throughout this year, it's not going to happen in our life. It'll, it, you know, it'll pass us by. Oh, we might get a little dribbling of it. You know, there's some people going to get a sloshed over blessing. You know what a sloshed over blessing is? You know, just kind of, they're standing by you and you get blessed, so they just kind of get sloshed on. But they don't get the full benefit of, of it. They don't get the full benefit of it. You know, uh, that Brother Hagin tells about the sloshed over blessing. He tells about the man that was in one of his services. And he, there, there had been, and he, I think they were having revival. And it was like two weeks long. You know how they used to go in long, long meetings. And, and so the man just showed up once or twice. And he stayed home the rest of the time. And, uh, but the last night, the, the people... Uh, the, the spirit got to moving. The people got up and started testifying about what God had done in their life during the revival. And so he stood up and started talking about him. And Brother Hagin said, sit down. You didn't get blessed. You just got the sloshed over blessing. There's the man beside you got blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's people that are going to get the sloshed over blessing, but I want a little more than sloshed over, don't you? So I know i got to activate and i got to be expecting uh, God to move in 2004. In Mark 14, verse 13, hallelujah, I just love this. Mark 14, 13, it says, And he sendeth forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go ye into the city, and there, sh there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water, Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the good man of the house, The master saith, Where is the guest chamber? Where I, sh where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples, and he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared, there make ready for us. Well, you know, uh, there's hallelujah and thank God for the people that carry a water, have carried water pots into our lives. You know, God, as we walk this life of faith, and we were talking about it in prayer room, it's an adventure. As we walk in faith, it's an adventure. And as we walk this life of faith, and as we're believing God, we run into obstacles, we run into difficulties sometimes. But God has people, as we're believing Him, and as we're sowing to the Spirit, God has people carrying water pots that meet us. And they help us. But you know, it's our year, to, and, and I, we've had that happen so many times in our lives. I was thinking about, I was meditating on all the people bearing water pots that God had used in our lives to help us to get what we needed so we could go to the next step. I remember one time, um, I remember Michael's dad got to be, he was carrying a water pot one time, and he didn't even know it. We were trying to sell our house in Seagrave so we could move to Seminole and it hadn't sold and we needed we had, were in contract on a house in Seminole that but we couldn't qualify for the loan unless we sold the one in Seagraves and so uh, and we were moving to be in the ministry. Well, he was totally a, he wasn't real he wasn't for this spirit-filled tongue thing at all and he sure wasn't for us getting out of farming and he didn't see why we could be we moved into Seminole, but you know what? God moved on him. And he said, okay, I'll buy the house. And he just bought it. He never moved in it or nothing. I mean, he just bought it and held it there till we could keep advertising it and sell it. He was carrying a water pot so we could go to the next step. 
It was a divine connection. And then I was thinking about one time in the early part of our ministry, we went to a, uh, we met with a man in Lubbock, and he said, and we had a project we had to, we needed to do, and he said, well, you'll have to have $1,000 to do this. And I, you know, he might as well have said $10 because we didn't have, uh, we didn't have anything like that. The church didn't have anything like that. And um, so, uh, you know, we came home from that meeting that afternoon, and we was just sitting in the house that evening, and one of our church members came and rang the doorbell, and, I mean, we hadn't even had time to tell anybody we needed $1,000 because we just got home. And he rang the doorbell, and he said, God told me to come over and give you this, and guess what it was? A check for $1,000. See, he was a man carrying a water pot. Hallelujah. We've had this happen so many times in our life where somebody uh, intersected with us. They obeyed the Holy Ghost. They listened to the Holy Ghost. And they obeyed the Holy Ghost. And they came and they helped us get to the next level. Hallelujah. And you know, sometimes it's not even about money. Sometimes it's a word. It's a word that helps us turn the corner. That helps us get to the next level. Amen. And you know, sometimes they, the, these people come unexpectedly, but sometimes I'm, I'm kind of looking, where's that guy with the water pot? He, the, Jesus told them, go hunt the guy with the water pot. You know, so you don't always have to sit in your house and say, now Lord, if you want to send a water pot guy, no, we've been out hunting him before. I know we were... We had thought we heard the Holy Spirit say in 95, we thought we heard the Holy Spirit say we were moving. We, I mean, we kept getting this inkling that we were moving. And, but, but man, you're like, this is just, you know, we were just still shaking in our heads. We, we were really in shock over it because we thought we'd be in that town the rest of our lives. And so, uh, until Jesus came back. And so we said, well, we need somebody we got to have, we need somebody. We need, so we heard Mark Brzee was going to be in Lubbock preaching at, at Bracken Christian's church. And so um, we called his hotel and asked to speak to Mark, you know, and called his room and said, would you meet us to drink a cup of coffee? We told him who we were and, uh, and we, he didn't know us. I mean, but, but he kind of knew Colin. And, and we said, you know, our son is calling. I think he's ushered for you at some of your meetings. I mean, he, we didn't have a big, strong connection here. I mean, you know, we had a minor connection. And so, and yeah, yeah, he knew who Colin was. And uh, so, would you meet us? We're pastors. And, and we just got to ask somebody something. You know, and so would you meet us? So we went to his hotel, and he, we put him in our car. We drove down to the Dairy Queen, went in, and I think we ordered a glass of water or something. And, uh, and but we said, you know, Mark, we don't have anybody to ask because the people around here that we could ask, they, you know, they just, you know, they, they wouldn't be neutral in their opinion. You know what I'm saying? So, and, you, and so we said, Mark... Um, you know, we think we're supposed to move, but we've just, you know, it's just, we can't imagine. You know, we've been here forever. Um, we thought we were supposed to stay forever. We love this church. We have a vision for this church. Uh, and, you know, so we're just, and, you know, so it, it wasn't, he didn't give us any finances or anything. You know what he said? He gave us, he gave us, he gave us the word 
that got us to the next step, which got us to the next step. You know what he said? He said, well, skate out on the ice a little bit and see if it starts breaking. If it starts breaking, jump back. If it don't start breaking, just go skate out a little more. Now, that don't even sound hardly spiritual, but I'm telling you, that's what we did. That was in June, or I think, and uh, in July, we skated out on the ice. We came to Birmingham on vacation, just skated out on the ice a little bit, and it didn't break. It didn't, we didn't, you know, we, but it didn't break, so we thought, well, now if it just started caving in all around us, well, but anyway, hallelujah. So he was that man bearing that water pot. But you know what? God wants something for the, us. He not only wants us to have these divine encounters in our lives where, we, where people meet us with a water pot. I mean, Kevin, I know, has had people that, that, it, that he was believing God for something and people came bearing a water pot, you know? And I bet I could go all in the room and, you know, and you could say, you know, I was believing. I didn't know how God was going to do it. And, you know, God kind of sometimes don't even use spiritual people. I mean, he just, he'll use anything he can get. Hallelujah. And, you know, we, that's why we can just be so confident. I mean, if he has to have a dog find a $50 bill for you, and come up on your porch with it in his mouth, he'll, if that's the only way. You know, I don't think God uses those ways until it's the only way. I think he'd a lot rather use a man so he can give him a harvest for his obedience. But when God can't find any other way, he'll find a way to get it to you. And so, um, but it's time for us to be men bearing water pots. And some of us already have been, but we need to be more. And some of you've never been a, you've never you've never been Holy Spirit led, and been somebody's answer. And and God says, you need to start obeying me. That's the word of the Lord tonight. You need to start obeying the Holy Spirit, and and being a water pot bearer yourself, because there's a great reward for it. There's a great reward. You know, I was thinking about Brother Copeland, and I know he's given away a lot of airplanes. I know he's harvested a lot of, he's had some tremendous harvest. Um, you know, you can't talk about a man's harvest until you see what he's sown. Now, they can complain, you know, Brother Copeland and Miss Gloria just built a house, what, a couple of years ago? And it's 28,000 square feet, their house. There ain't even many in Tuscaloosa that big, you know. And at a, you can just figure out real quick at $100 a foot, and you know it's at least cost that much, probably more, what that house cost, and they paid cash for it. But, look, but you can't talk about that till you know what they sowed. And see, you know, Brother uh, Pastor Webb, uh, Brother Copeland just gave him a, a, some kind of jet, some kind of, I don't know if it's, uh, some kind of airplane. <laughs> Is it a jet? No, it's not a jet. It's just, well, he needs to move up in this world, don't he? And get him, I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Well, there is someplace else to go, isn't there? There is someplace to go, isn't there? Uh, anyway, gave him an airplane. And, uh, uh, and I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people in the body of Christ says, well, I wish God would give me something. I wish God would give me a $2.8 million house that I could pay cash for. I wish God would give me an airplane. But, you know, I want to tell you about what kind of, who God gives that kind of stuff to. 
See, there's three kinds of givers. There's the givers that are, that are moved by their feelings. And sometimes they get kind of stirred up in church and they give. Or even sometimes they get kind of compact, they get a, a feeling of compassion and they give. But that's no that's a that's a very low level of giving. But then there's the believers, and the Bible talks about them that calls a purposed in their heart givers. Let the Bible says, let a man give whatsoever he's purposed in his heart. And there's so and 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 you know, you and I. Most of us in here have moved over and we're in the purpose in our heart, givers. We've moved up a level. We're not moved by our feelings. We're not moved by how we, what our finances looked like that week because we've already purposed in our heart. And man, if I went by how it looked, many times we'd never tithe. But we already purposed way beyond that. So it don't matter how it looks. It don't matter how deep the bills look. We just, we just take it off. We just tithe on the gross. Before tax, tithe. That's how we do it. That's, and um, so, um, because we're not moved, we, we've purposed. And then the same with our giving. We've purposed. And we have a figure. And that's a good level. I mean, that's a good level of giving, but there is a higher place to go in our giving. And that, it's, it's like... Uh, uh, their bumper sticker, and, and I think Lawrence referred to it, it's like, whatsoever he saith unto thee, do it. Now see, the fact is, God wants you to have both. He wants you to have purposed in your heart giving, where you're going to, where you, you've purposed, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give this much, I'm going to give, I'm just, you know, I, I'm going to give. But he also wants you to be led of that. He wants you to be him. To, he wants to be able to speak to you, and you'll go and you'll be the answer. You'll go and you'll answer faith. When somebody's believing, you don't have to even hear their. See, when you hear somebody's believing, you can be moved by feelings, can't you? You can even say, "I don't even really feel like giving to them," because you know, really, uh, and you know, you could really go. I don't feel like giving to Brother Copeland. He has a lot more than I have. Don't tell me that thought's never crossed your mind. I know it has. It's crossed mine. Like, well, I, I, I'm sure. It, or even, you know, and so God wants us to move into that place where he can use us and the people to be that water pot bearer and the people that are moved like that they're the ones that get airplanes and and they get those they get those big harvests. Now the rest of the rest of the people, when you give the other way, do you get blessed? Yeah, you get blessed, but you don't get blessed over in those bigger dimensions until you are a spirit inspired, spirit led giver. When you don't have yourself on your mind all the time, you're not thinking about yourself all the time. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. We're not, we're not going to belabor this tonight. But God's saying to the church that He wants you to be a water pot bearer. Not just to always be looking for your man, but to be the man sometimes. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. And you know, um, sometimes uh, it don't have to be, you know, a big... You say, well, I I don't have a big enough... I don't have enough money. You know, sometimes it's not about... uh, It's not about how much. Sometimes it's about... God, some, you know, if God can't get one person to give somebody $50, he'll get five people to give them 10. <laughs> or he'll get 10 people to give them five. I know uh, Sister Sue Landry, they're in Vicksburg now, but they used to be in some little town in Louisiana, Kinder, Louisiana, and they had a church and, and uh, they were going to Golden Corral to eat lunch. And the Holy Spirit said to her, said, stay home and fast and pray. And she, she was going to Golden Crow. Well, I could, I could fast and pray instead of going to Golden Crow. <laughs> I mean, that is not a sacrifice. Hallelujah. It's like uh, the Ryans and Brother Matt calls that the hog trough. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't think that was his funny. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not to defame him or anything. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway... So she, 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 the Lord said, and so her, she, her husband said, well, let's go to Ryan's and, I mean, to, <laughs> to Golden Corral. And, uh, and she said, well, the Lord told me to stay on fast and pray. And he said, well, if you're going to, I will too. And so they fasted and prayed, and they were in the church fasting and praying. And so they, the Lord said, march around the church building. So she went outside, and she's praying, and she's marching around the church building. Well, that night, I don't even know how it all happened. But some man showed up at church that they didn't even know. And for some reason, Pastor Landry let him say something. And he got up and said something about the church. And I don't even know what happened. But all I know is that the off, an offering came in to pay off the church big enough to pay off the church. And you know, the offering was to the penny what the mortgage was. To the exact penny. And a man, before they ever counted the offering, a man came up to him, a little old man, and he said, oh, I wanted to give tonight. But, and I wanted to give so bad, but all I had was a nickel. So I gave it. But when they counted the offering, it was to the exact penny. It sure is a good thing he gave that nickel, wasn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. You reckon God knows when he needs a nickel? Yes. Hallelujah. So the important part is, is to obey the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And, but you gotta, you got to turn off your pride. you got to turn off your head. And you got to obey God. But hallelujah, I believe that man got a mighty harvest on a nickel. I do. Because spirit-inspired giving has a greater harvest than just move, being moved by your feelings, by being, being moved by how loud the, the preacher cries about what the need is of the church, which we don't do that here, but in places they do. They whine and cry and they get people to, to give according to the need of the church. And, uh, uh, and people can be moved by that so far. There's a, you can only go so far, but you can go a little ways that way. But, you know, Pastor and I have always wanted to go much further than that would go. Because I always figured if you move your people by whining and crying about the needs of the church, what are you going to do when all of the needs are met but you still want to do something extra? You're not going to be able to do it. You can't move them that way anymore because they've been trained. They're like that dog that's been trained. They, and so we aren't training y'all to move by the need. We're training you to move by the Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Be led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And praise God you are. 2 Corinthians 1.4. 
Hallelujah. We're not, we're not, we're not. Who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. See, we've all had that man with the water pot come, so now it's our turn. It's our turn to comfort all, to comfort others. Hey, amen. Do y'all agree with that? And, um, uh, I believe that's all. Let's look over. I want you to get your paper now, and I want you to go to the one that says Leroy Thompson. And this was on January 7th, 2004. And I'm telling you, a mighty anointing came in the room, and I want you to begin to get a vision of God uh, blessing you beyond all, exceedingly abundantly above what you have been able to ask or think or even harvest in the past. You know, it's like Pastor prayed over uh, Jimmy and Rita, but all of us need to take that word, and we need to just forget how it's worked before, how it's been before. You know what I'm saying? Because we're in a new day. This is a new year. It ain't working like it worked before. It's working much better than it worked before. Hallelujah. And so let's read this. I'm going to read it, and we're going to read it together. But we just, the re, why say, well, why don't you just give it to us and we'll read it? Because I think it needs to be spoken out under the anointing that's presence in a corporate service so that it's spoken out into our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, hallelujah, I think I'm going to let Pastor read it. This is, this is the supreme authority in the church, and so let's let the highest authority say this over our lives. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that every financial problem that you have is destroyed now. And this year you will move into the arena of finances that you never thought you could walk in by the power of the Holy Ghost. I declare that you are free from every financial captivity that ever held you back. No matter what color your skin, no matter what your last name, no matter what your educational ability. I sense the Spirit of God moving in your house, moving in your car, moving in your bedroom, moving wherever you are. Listen, listen, your days of financial captivity are over. I declare it on behalf of God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel a rushing through my spirit to look you eyeball to eyeball and tell you you'll never be broke another day in your life as you follow these instructions the Lord gives you, as the Lord gives you these instructions. You're moving out, you're moving to a brand new place, this year's your year. You're going to step out in a flow that you've never been there before in Jesus' name. Someone says, I'm hurting, I'm hurting, I'm hurting financially. I can't see my way out. You need to see your way out. Yield to the Spirit of God. And the reason you can't see is that He wants to lead you out. Yield to His Spirit. He's leading you out through this broadcast. He's leading you out through revelation knowledge. He's leading you out by faith and not by sight. So yield to the Spirit of God this very day, this very hour, this very year. For things will happen to you that have never happened to you before because the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee to set you totally and financially free. Hallelujah. The, the rest of it too, Debbie? Uh, Brother Copeland, this is directly to pastors. The growth of your church is inside you. Amen. And back to Brother Thompson, don't doubt me, let me rout you, and don't be all concerned about it because it's not all about you. It's about me, it's about my word, it's about what I said about you because you're my child. Your inheritance, your inheritance is in me. Don't doubt what I say, don't doubt the scriptures, don't doubt my men, 
Don't doubt my men and women of God who I've sent to you around the world. Yield now, and as you yield, the seed will start producing like never before on your behalf. Don't doubt me. Let me rout you. It's not about you. It's about me. I'm going to lift you up and put you in places you never thought you could go. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, will you, do y'all believe you receive that? Amen, I do. Now look at the one that is a, a letter. This was a letter. This was just the partner letter, just not specifically to us, but to all his partners from uh, Keith Moore that we got this past week. And I had such a witness to it. And Pastor and I are doing these things, and I just wanted you to have this information available to you. And so I'll just read that. It says, Grace and peace to you and all yours in this new year. I'm convinced that 2004 is a year for more of every good thing in God. I am impressed in my spirit that this year of 2004 is a year of harvest, a time of reaping, of blessing, of getting out of debt, and of desires and dreams being fulfilled. Hear this good word of the Lord. Psalm 65:11. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness and thy paths drop fatness. The New King James Version, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. The, mm, whatever, T-E-V, does anybody know what that, huh? Temporary English Version. Thank you, Kevin. What a rich heart, huh? No, okay. Somebody else know what that is? Anyway, what a rich harvest your goodness provides. Wherever you go, there is plenty. I believe I've received of the Lord some very specific instructions about releasing our faith for a provisional harvest in this year. Phyllis and I are doing this personally and with our church, and I believe it applies to you too. If it bears witness with your heart, do these three things. Now, Pastor and I are doing this. Even as we speak, we're gathering up the information, not only on ourselves personally, but on the church. Number one, sit down. Take some time with your spouse and children, if you have them, to check your heart and talk about these three areas. Number two, write down three things. One, what you desire to give into the kingdom of God this year. You know, every year God has uh, uh, given us something to believe for. I, I remember back, uh, I'm going to comment on some of these, but I remember back, uh, we were still in trustful. One night, and we were praying with Wayne and Theresa Davis. And he was praying over us. We were just praying together. And he started praying for us to be able to give a $50,000 lump sum seed. I can tell you, my faith wasn't there then. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, mister. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? It's like every year. It's like that got spoken out in our lives and in our heart, and every year that seems easier. Amen? And God, you know, I've been talking about, for I talked about it in front of y'all, I've been talking about giving a $10,000 seed. That's the one of the things God's put in my heart for him and I to do because we've never given a $10,000 lump sum seed. So you ought to have something. You know, you ought to get beyond. See, you're not going to get over there in this big harvest thinking you can't think little on one end and big on the other. And so you're going to have to think about and start believing him for, you know, I, one thing I'm believing for is to be able to give double this year what we gave in 2003. Now, I, we don't see in the New Testament, and i got to explain this to you. In the Old Testament, they gave by law. There was a law. And by the way, Gene, Pastor said that was right. 
He said, I told him about what we said in prayer. Gene said, the Methodists are studying a book, and in the Old Testament, they were actually required to give 25%. And he said, that's exactly right. If, they, all, if you add up all the offerings that they were required to give, by law, it was 25%. And, uh, so, and see, y'all thought 10 was hallelujah. No, hallelujah. But anyway, uh, but we don't give under the law. We give by the Spirit. Remember, we've been talking about giving by the Spirit. And when I found that when you give by the Spirit, you'll far surpass 10%. Now, we make 10% our base. See, we make 10% our base. That's our base. See, you're not even attempting to be led by the Spirit until... But we make 10% our base, and then we're led by the Spirit. And so God, God leads us, and, 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 and here's the thing. And, and Pastor has told y'all already, so I'm going to get a little more specific. And we don't do this to brag, we do this to help you. But last year, by grace, we were able to give 25% of our income. And this was, that was the, hard, this was the hardest year financially we've ever been through in the ministry. And we were able to give 25%. Or approximately 25%. Now, if you had told me at the beginning of last year, I'm, if you had put a gun to my head, which is the law, and you'd said, you will give 25%. See, if we had sat down and said, okay, and every check we got, we had tried to write out 25%, I guarantee you we couldn't have done it. Why? Because it was the law. And if you're trying to tithe and you're trying to give according to the law, you won't be able to do it. But if you'll get over in the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit start speaking to you and let the Holy Spirit start leading you, when you get to the end of the year, and some of you already did this, you got to the end of the year this year and you went, my word, I don't know how I gave that much. How could we have lived and given away that much? How could we have even paid our bills? See, it's not in human understanding. And so, but, but see, just by being led by the Spirit, that's how we got it. We went, wow, how'd we do that? But when you put people under the law and say, you have to, we can't do it. None of us could do it. But we're led. So, so, so get a desire to give. I mean, get a vision of what you could give. Maybe you could say, I'll double what I'm going to give last year. Maybe you could dream bigger than that. Uh, what, and see, we, but, then, and, but then don't try to do it in your flesh. Don't tr just, just believe God and rely on the Holy Ghost, okay? And don't try to get out there in the flesh. What you desire to give into the kingdom of God this year. Number two, write down what you owe, every debt, large or small. Write down the principal, interest rate, payment, etc. Number three, what you would like to have or do personally if price or cost was of no concern. Write it down. What you see, and you go, well, you know, I don't think we could have that this year. That, you know, write it down. Just, just pretend that, pretend, if you have to think about it this way, just pretend you won the lottery and price is no concern. Hallelujah. Of course, you're not going to get it by winning the lottery. So don't go buy you a lottery ticket. Hallelujah. Because then you'll be over in the flesh. That lottery ticket's an arm of the flesh. And it's more likely that lightning's going to strike you. It is more likely, there's so many things more likely than that lottery. Hallelujah. Number three, hold up. Hold, number one, hold the papers up before the Lord with your spouse and children. Number two, acknowledge the Lord as your total source and thank Him for caring for you in times past. 
You know, Karen had in the prayer room, we need to be thankful for what he's already done. You know, she was, tell don't you tell that. Come up here. I don't have to comment on everything. Come tell what you told us in the prayer room about thankful. <laughs> you said Kevin now, was singing. Oh, look. Kevin was singing this morning. He was singing, um, look what the Lord has done. And we were shouting about, you know, he healed my body. He touched my mind. And God said, Karen, stop and look, you know, what I've done. You know, I know I've healed your body and I know I've touched your mind. But actually look at what I've done. I remember when we first looked at this church and I thought, oh, God, <laughs> you know, um, I just remember when we first came in, it was gravel, you know, and, you know, if you walked out that door, you're walking into gravel. You know, there was nothing there. And I remember, I just remember so many things about it. And God said, you know, stop and look at what I've done. And I got excited about that. I started, you know, I took a lap, you know, because I thought, God, you know, if you've done that. And then I remember in Genesis 18, um, Pastor went there this morning, but in verse 14, it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And I thought, and I looked around, and I said, nothing's too hard. You know, like, if he's done this, he, he's brought us this far, nothing's too hard for you, God. You know, and so I got excited, and God said, well, Karen, you know, you need to thank me for what I've already done. You know, I'm not going to stop here, but be grateful for what I've already done. A lot of times we get ahead, and, you know, we're thinking, oh, God, but I want this, I want this, you know, and, and look at where we are now. Even if it may not be this grand car, but you got a car. <laughs> you know, thank, thank God for what you've already got. And, I, and thanking him, he told me, and thanking him, you'll get more. And so, you know, just really be grateful. I was really quick and to be grateful for what we already have. Amen. Hallelujah. Being thankful, thanking him, uh, and being aware, like she said, hallelujah, glory to God. You know, don't get focused on how much needs to be done. Don't get focused on how much you owe Get focused on how big God is. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, you got to just keep it in perspective. What you owe is a drop in the bucket for God. So, uh, number, uh, where am I? Thank Him. Number three, ask Him to enable you to fulfill the vision you've written. Four, claim all the funds necessary, plus some extra, <laughs> to give, pay off, and do what you have written. Number five, command the devil to take his hands off these monies. Forbid him to hinder it coming to you. Number six, charge the ministering spirits to go and work swiftly to cause the monies to come in. And number seven, thank the Father wholeheartedly for bringing these things to pass in your life to his glory. And then he said, I'm excited about what the Lord will do for us in these areas before 2004 is finished. A lot of praising and thanking God is in order. Hallelujah. So if you're, if you, if you're willing to take the time and do that, and it, it, it takes some time, it takes some effort. You know, just, you know, I was thinking about that. Just uh, get with your spouse and children is going to take an act of faith for some of you to just find the time to sit down, wife and children and everybody together. So you, so, but those things are important. You know, it's important that your children know what you're believing for and know when God answers. Like Abraham this morning, pastor said he would command his children after him. So take that time, and if you'll do that, I believe God will hook up. I, I, I have faith in this. I have faith in. I have. I, I have faith in Keith Moore. I believe in him. I've seen his track record, him and Miss Phyllis. I've seen his track record. I believe he heard from God. And besides all that, you know what this is, really? 
This is just Brother Hagin's book, Write Your Own Ticket, How to Write Your Own Ticket with God, Send the Angels, Bind the Devil. You know, that's all. I mean, that's part of it, not all of it, but that's part of it. So, so we, and hallelujah, glory to God. And if you went to Branson and saw Keith Moore's church, you'd say, he knows how to get God to do something. Because he bought uh, Tony Orlando's theater and turned it into a church in Branson. And that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome thing to do. It was it's a it's an awesome work that God's doing in uh, Branson, Missouri. And go if you have if you have a chance to go. That's one of the best vacation spots in the world is Branson, Branson, Missouri. I'd rather go there than Disney World. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Now, what are we supposed to do? So obey the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, you got anything to say? Anybody else have anything they want to share on this topic? On this topic? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we've preached and we've prayed and we've prophesied. Now all we haven't done is we've sang. We hadn't, have we shouted? We, Pastor says sing and shout and twirl about. I know you hadn't twirled about yet. That's the only thing you hadn't done today. You shouted this morning. Some of them twirled this morning. Some of them didn't twirl. I can tell. Amen. Glory. Glory to God. Okay, come on up. Well, we might as well just get it then. I just want to share it because um, the Lord always wants us to give testimonies to encourage others because there may be somebody out there that is thinking, well, God is doing for other people and he's not doing for me and so forth. And um, I just got to witness my spirit to just tell you all about this. It's small. Um, maybe small to y'all, but it's big to me. But anyway, I had a um, friend of mine that come over my house and all, and um, it's just like what you were saying about carrying the bucket. And she said, the water pot, excuse me, <laughs> carrying the water pot. <laughs> and um, she came over Friday, and I was at the house, and um, she called me, and she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just uh, sitting here, I'm just talking to the Lord, um, not doing anything really big. And she said, well, I'm finna come over. And um, James will probably testify because he, I called him at the office. I got real excited about it. I was like, Lord, thank you. And I was jumping and shouting with him on the phone. And he thought I went mad. But anyway, <laughs> this um, friend of mine, she came over. She had a balloon and it said, this is your day. Big balloon we got in our living room now. And she had a card for me and all. And she said, the Lord just uh, spoke to her heart and uh, wanted her to take me to get my nails done. And uh, James can testify, I told him two days before, I said, I need to get my nails done. But kind of burst it out because I was busy that week. And, and I said, I had some nail polish in my purse. I said, I'm just going to brush over my nails because I need to feel at the time. And she said, the Lord spoke to her and said that the um, Lord wants me to uh, take you out and get your nails done. And I said, well, praise God. And she said, also, he told me to take you to the mall and just buy your shirt. Also, and also take me out to eat. And I was like, well, Lord, this is, this is my day for a miracle like Benny Hinn's show. <laughs> I mean, it was just so awesome. And when you was giving that word, and even when Pastor was talking this morning, I even whispered to Jane. I said, well, Jane, that was my day Friday. And it was just like I marked it down. I was like, 
Karen said, just be thankful in the little things. A lot of people see that as little, but I see it as big. I mean, it, if you start in the little things, God will reach you up and he'll carry you into those big things. And you won't be shocked when those big things come. So I just praise God. I mean, getting my, I like getting my nails done. I like shopping. A lot of y'all <laughs> know that and so forth. And God knows the desires of our hearts, too. And we, if we do what's right, we carry that word forth, God will give you desires of our hearts. Even right then, if it seems like it's small, if you're thankful in those little things, like Karen said, he'll take you to great measures to get you those big things. So I just praise him. And he's doing, I can, I wish I could tell you some more things that he's doing for both me and James, but right now I'm just going to hold on to that and just, I'll let y'all know later. I'll just keep y'all informed, but I just praise God. Amen. And you know, you think, well, what does getting your nails done, get, going out to eat, and getting somebody buy you a shirt do? But I guarantee you, her faith is stirred just because of that. And it, and you know that will that stirring right there will help her go to the next level. Amen. Because it's like God knows I'm here. He's listening. He's paying attention. Hallelujah. So anybody else been a water pot carrier, or did you get one brought to you? Come on, Kevin. Um, this is a testimony about being a, a carrier. Um, I never thought of it like this before, but, um, you know, you can take the Holy Ghost to people, you know, when, when God quickens you and you know that they need it. Um, I find that a lot of people here are just saved and not filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, um, you can't always evangelize people that are already saved, but you, you can, uh, you can take the fullness of the spirit to them. And, um, God moved on me, um, um, there's um, a certain friend that I have that lives in Huntsville, and uh, we were talking on the phone on a Thursday night, and my Fridays are pretty much clear. And just as he was talking, um, you know, I just got the idea, well, go up there, you know, and, you know, and, and just, so I said, I'll be up there uh, tomorrow morning. I was on his doorstep at 8 o'clock, and <laughs> it was the Holy Ghost. That is miraculous. <laughs> Oh, I went to bed. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. But the, it was the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. And uh, but the thing was, it's just just so many distractions, so many things. And he had things to do throughout the day. And so it wasn't until five o'clock when I was getting ready to leave. I said, I want I've had something on my heart that I want to tell you all day. And I shared with him about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And before I left, uh, we, I prayed with him in the car, and he received the Holy Ghost. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And God has just brought increase in, in words. And just God has, it has been uh, an avenue. The more you let God use you, the more you get filled. So that's, it's just been a mutual blessing. And God has just been good. So you can take the Holy Ghost to people. You can be a water pot. And praise God for somebody. Thank, praise God, Kevin, that you had that you obeyed the Holy Ghost to go. That you got up early. I mean, that was that was a sacrifice for him. And uh, and then, and then it, that he had the wisdom to not give up throughout the day and say, "Man, this is a waste because the guy was busy and all that." That you had the wisdom to persevere, you know, through the day. And wait for the Holy Ghost opportunity. And you know, God loves people enough to send them, not just a Huntsville, He loves people enough to send you halfway around the world to just get one person filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And how many people that will affect, we will never know. 
you will never know your harvest because every person that man touches from here on is in Kevin's harvest. Every seed he sows, everything he does, Kevin gets a harvest on that. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're in, he, he's in your downline. Hallelujah. If for those of you that are multi-level, mark, in a multi-level, hallelujah. God, God keeps up with those things, doesn't he? Thank you, Jesus. I know Pastor Avery was given the testimony at healing school. I just encourage anybody to get that about that little couple in Red River, New Mexico, that uh, told them about healing. And they were Baptists. They didn't even know about healing. And I thought about that little couple that took the time while they were on vacation. How many of us would have invited somebody? I mean, I know sometimes I look at people and I go, you're just passing through town and I'm, I want church members that are going to stay. And you know, and I'm like, and I wonder if I would have done it. I hope I would have. But anyway, he took the time to minister and teach Pastor Avery about healing. And I thought, look at that man's harvest. Every man and woman and boy and girl that Pastor Avery touches in Russia, where he's there right now, and every, every person he's touched in Tuscaloosa County, but look at the harvest, that little person. Hallelujah. So, boy, I tell you, being a water pot carrier pays off big time. Amen. Has anybody else got something? Okay. Now, I'm not responsible for, huh? I was um, at my mom's house last weekend, and she was doing her taxes, and I was just looking. I was really quicking because I was, we were adding up her giving um, for the year 2003, and it wasn't even to the church. It was outside the church, and yeah. it was um, she had, it was like 10 different ministries, and she was giving, and not to tell her business, but, I mean, it was relatively something that you would say, oh, wow, you know, but it added up. I mean, it was like $15 here, $15 there, you know, and she was so consistent with it. And God just really quickened me, you know, Karen, that's where you're supposed to be. You know, like, I think I've kind of withheld because I'm like, God, I can't give him $100, you know, you know, this month. But, you know, he just said, you know, I really want you to just move into the just giving, you know, just giving, you know, even if it's $5, just give it because it's representing your heart. And so, you know, I just said, okay, you know, I can I can do this. You know, I don't I don't mind giving. And so I had a I have a um, girl I went to college with and she's in Indiana right now and I have not seen her in a very long time but her birthday was in January and I missed her birthday I mean you know I'm not real big on birthdays here you know but I missed her birthday didn't send her a car you know whatever and God just said you know send her $20 I'm just like gosh she don't need $20 <laughs> I mean, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just like $20 and I'm thinking to myself well you know you know I really wish I could send her more I'm, I'm kind of like God $20 is really not a lot you know like if you want to send somebody some who's in Indiana Let's make the stamp worth it. You know, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking, you know. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll send her $20, but, you know, I really wish, I mean, and I wrote her a letter saying I really wish I could send you a 1000 I mean, I, my heart is just out there. I really wish I could give her so much more. You know, I said, but, you know, $20 is just, you know, what I'm giving you now because that's really what God told me to give, you know. And so I sent her that $20 check, you know, in this, and I wrote her a letter. Didn't even send her a card for her birthday, you know. And I said, I'm sorry for not sending the card. It was, you know, just really, I called it bootleg. But it was just really, you know, really just kind of tacky what I did, you know. But I sent her this check, tore the check out my checkbook so it was real you know had taped it back together it was just like <laughs> really hey I was really trying to get this check to her you know and sent her this check and um didn't talk to her you know I sent her a text message saying what's your address she didn't even know what was going on and I didn't even talk to her till like a week and a half later so you think well you know you know that was a really big deal to her <laughs> you know what I mean you know like not that you want the thanks but 
you know, they didn't even acknowledge getting it. And then I ta finally talked to her, and she said, you know, it really blessed me. You know, they helped me buy a book, and I'm so grateful. You know, and so I just, you know, God just has that perfect timing, you know, that she got that book. You know, I'm, I'm sure $20 didn't buy the book, but, you know, it helped her get the book. So, you know, just being 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 um, obedient in the small giving, just being obedient in the, you know, daily giving is, is what I've learned. So. Hallelujah. And, you know, look how the devil works on us. Because, you know, how many of you in here, $20 means nothing to you? <laughs> See, all of us like 20. And, I mean, you know, the devil's like, 20, that, you know. You know, when, if, 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 the, if the Lord says give 20, the, the, the devil, you know, he works on you one of two ways. That's too little to give, or, or he tells you, you couldn't do that, <laughs> you know. Y'all will starve to death if you give 20. He works on one end or the other. But we need to obey God. Hallelujah. Glory. Anybody else been a water pot bearer? Anybody else had a water pot come? Somebody come and encourage your life. That's so encouraging. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to do something. Okay, everybody stand up. How many of you, this week, this week, before next Sunday night, you're going to, this is homework, you're going to be tested on this. How many of you are going to bear a water pot this week? Obey God, it, whatever He says. You're going to, you're, I, I want to be a friend to somebody like that friend was to Jennifer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, Father, they said they would. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you. You're speaking to us this week. And that, Lord, we are water pot bearers in the body of Christ, taking words of encouragement, taking finances, taking, taking gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for speaking to us and using us in the kingdom. Lord, we want to be used in the kingdom. Lord, thank you for using us in the harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I preached out, prayed out, and sang out. Let's just go home. Amen. <laughs>